0: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about new research
1: into Zoom fatigue and how to avoid it, a planet that may be on its second atmosphere, and why koalas and humans have the same fingerprints.
0: Let's satisfy some curiosity. At this point, I don't think I really need to tell you that Zoom calls are getting a little tiring. And luckily, scientists agree. Thank you, Confirmation Bias. Recently, a group of Stanford researchers looked at the psychological toll that these video calls can take. It's the first peer-reviewed article to break down the psychology behind Zoom fatigue, and it may help us make it through this pandemic's grand finale. Hopefully. According to this research, the first reason we're feeling burned out It's just that it's really intense to make close-up eye contact for a long time. In real-life conversation, we don't stare at each other for a whole meeting, right? In real life, when people get that close to us, it's usually because something kind of big is about to happen. Either it's going to lead to conflict or mating. Nobody needs that kind of stress during a work meeting. The simple solution? Shrink the video window instead of having it set to full screen. And then, if you can, back away from your computer a little bit to give yourself some personal space. The second reason for Zoom burnout is that seeing yourself during video chats constantly is tiring. Research shows that people are more critical of themselves when they're looking in a mirror. So staring at yourself on Zoom is probably a bad idea. Again, the solution here is simple. You can hide your own view from your screen. Just right-click on your image and hit Hide self-view. Video chats are also exhausting because they make it harder to move around. When we're on the phone or in person, we can walk around and do other things. The solution may be to turn off video. Or if you must be on screen, give yourself a space where you can move around, doodle, and relax while you're there. Movement may even help you think better, too the final reason for Zoom fatigue is that video chats are just mentally demanding. Not only are you thinking about how to respond verbally, but you also have to frame yourself properly, nod enthusiastically, and make sure you're looking okay. The solution here is to turn off your video sometimes. Just listen, turn away from the screen, and give your brain a little break. If you're not sure what's most exhausting for you about video calls, there's a 15-question survey from Stanford that you can take. It'll break down whether your fatigue is emotional, motivational, visual, or social, and how you compare to others. We'll link to that survey in the show notes. And if your boss insists that you have to be on video, maybe tell him to listen to this podcast.
1: If a planet loses its atmosphere, can it get another one? Well, just ask GJ 1132b. Researchers who took a close look at this planet with the Hubble Space Telescope think it's on its second atmosphere. The exoplanet, located 41 light-years away, is sort of like Earth. It's roughly the same size and about the same age. But there are some big differences, too. The exoplanet is locked in a very tight orbit around a red dwarf star that's young and hot. A year takes just 36 hours, and the extreme closeness locks its orbit so one side of the planet is always facing the sun. Thanks to new observations, researchers think the exoplanet has lived a very unusual life. It looks like it used to be way bigger than Earth. It was probably once a huge gas planet that Earth could have fit into many times over— But it didn't stay that way for long because radiation from its star quickly burned off that big, fluffy blanket of hydrogen and helium. Once the atmosphere was gone, the planet was just a bare core, about the size of Earth. The planet probably has a very thin crust, likely just hundreds of feet thick. That would help explain why the surface of the planet is so hot, almost 500 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 250 degrees Celsius. It also explains the very weird thing about this planet. Despite losing that thick, cozy atmosphere way back when, it does have an atmosphere. A second atmosphere. The current atmosphere is made of molecular hydrogen, hydrogen cyanide, methane, and a haze of tiny particles that seems pretty similar to smog. The hydrogen is probably left over from the original atmosphere. It looks like the planet's magma absorbed a lot of the stuff back in the day and has been slowly releasing molecules of hydrogen and the other gases back into the new atmosphere through volcanic processes. There aren't volcanoes on the planet, but with such a flimsy crust, it's not hard for gas to escape. As for the smog, it seems similar to what happens on Earth when sunlight interacts with pollution from fossil fuels. This could mean that some rocky planets didn't start that way. Instead, they may have started as gas giants that lost and regenerated their atmospheres. It also means that there's no truth in that famous saying, you really can teach an old gas giant new tricks. People are always saying that, Cody.
0: Well, if I ever get a dog, I'm going to name him gas giant.
1: (laughs) I feel like that would probably be accurate for a lot of dogs. (laughs) You're such a cat person. (laughs) There's a chance that you could be framed for a crime committed by a koala. No joke. It turns out that koalas have fingerprints that are so similar to those of humans that the two could easily be confused. The good news? That gives scientists a clue about why we have fingerprints in the first place. When it comes to the animal kingdom... Fingerprints are actually pretty special. The only animals that have them are us humans, non-human primates like chimps, gorillas, and orangutans, and koalas. We're very closely related to non-human primates, but koalas? We're separated from them by 70 million years of evolution. And yet, if you compared human and koala fingerprints side by side, not even a microscope could tell them apart. So how did koala prints become so similar to ours? The most likely answer? It's all in our grasp. Our primate ancestors used their hands to climb trees, just like koalas do. Our hands are also really good at grasping objects like pencils and bananas. Koalas spend their days grabbing big handfuls of leaves to eat. Scientists think that primates and koalas developed fingerprints independently for the same reason. It's an adaptation to help with grasping. But why are fingerprints important for grasping? Well, contrary to popular belief, it may not come down to an improved grip. A 2009 study found that fingerprints actually reduce our grip, since they cut down on the surface area that can stick to an object. Instead, experiments suggest that fingerprints make our fingertips more sensitive. Having more sensitive fingerprints would make it easier for us primates and our koala brethren to detect and separate good food from bad. One way or another, humans, primates, and koalas all rely on grasping for survival. So if you happen to be near a koala in the wrong
0: place at the wrong time, you've been warned. It was Colonel Koala in the kitchen with a candlestick. (laughs) Hey, Ashley, let's recap the stuff we learned today.
1: All right. Well, according to the first peer reviewed research on Zoom fatigue, there are a few ways you can make video calls more bearable. You can shrink the video of the person you're talking to so it's not full screen. You can turn off your self view so you're not looking at your face the whole time. And you can try to give yourself some space to move around during the meeting. If all else fails, just turn off video sometimes. It's good for everyone to give their brains a little break, you know?
0: Any word on when researchers are going to look into you're on mute fatigue? (laughs) Because if I hear that one more time, I know I will be convinced humans are incapable of learning from their mistakes.
1: I feel like people have gotten better about that over the pandemic. But yeah, it is. It is pretty annoying. And, you know, I've definitely been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it.
0: No. (laughs) I want researchers to do a study on how many hours of productivity were lost in aggregate across the pandemic just from people pausing and then saying you're on mute and then going off mute. If you're listening and you have any capability of doing this research, please do it. I am so curious. You know what, Cody? I'm just going to make your screen
1: really tiny.
0: Uh uh-huh. just... Well, you're supposed to do that anyway.
1: <laughs> just the tiniest.
0: We also learned that astronomers found a planet that might be on its second atmosphere. GJ 1132b rolls off the tongue and looks like it used to be a huge gas planet, but radiation burned off its atmosphere. Some components of that atmosphere may have been absorbed by magma on the surface, and volcanic activity spewed those gases back out until a new atmosphere formed. And this means some rocky planets may have started out as gas giants. So, not a very rocky start.
1: <laughs> Just lolling on your face after that joke. All right, we're going to make you big again.
0: <laughs> and we also learned that koala fingerprints look virtually identical to human fingerprints even though we're about 70 million years away from them in terms of evolution. Scientists think fingerprints evolved to make our fingertips more sensitive, which would help us identify things like, say, the difference between a good and bad food. I can't be the only person who immediately associates koala bears with the anime block on Nickelodeon of The Adventures of the Little Koala and Noozles. Do you remember those shows? I have no Noozles. idea what you're talking about. I was like, I was very young when they were on. I barely remember them. But Noozles was like there were these magical koalas from an alternate dimension called Koala Walla Land. It's like literally one of my earliest memories is the phrase Koala Walla Land. Thanks, kids television.
1: I wasn't allowed to watch anything except Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers Neighborhood until I was like seven. So I missed out.
0: But you at least caught Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, right? We were allowed to watch
1: Saturday morning cartoons. So I did I did catch that. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm just trying to help make us more relatable, Ashley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just just a constant
0: struggle. One children's cartoon at a time. <laughs>
1: Today's writers were Kelsey Donk, Grant Curran, and Anna Todd.
0: Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer
1: and audio editor is Cody Goff.
0: Turn off your video, then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.